0: Welcome to Today in Prophecy on End Times TV. We have a wonderful segment today as we're joined in studio with my guest Olivier Melnick. Olivier is from France. He's Jewish, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have a lot to talk about. Olivier, you're with Chosen People, the Northwest Regional Director of Chosen People. And you also serve on the Board of Directors of Chosen People of France. And Olivier, you have this book, End Times Antisemitism fantastic book. I have a copy of it. You gave it to me a while back right. and it's a real treat to have you uh-huh. with me today. I'd shake your hand but you know I've got, a, I've got the cooties right now so yes. you don't want those. Yes. No, 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 <laughs> so that's why my throat's a little bit scratchy like this. Nevertheless, um, I heard you speak a while back and I absolutely loved it and, and uh, I look at the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. I have an understanding of the Bible, um, pretty good understanding of the Bible And I understand something about God's promises to the Jewish people. I take them literally, and I see the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. So we're going to get into this because you have a lot of answers. In fact, you've said things that I've said, finally, somebody's able to say this in words that everybody can understand it. So as I look at the world today, I look at anti-Semitism, and I want to ask if if you've seen anti-Semitism increasing in the world, or is it just somebody like me? That seems to think it's increasing?
1: No, uh, there is an increase. Uh, There was a belief at the end of the Second World War uh, that anti Semitism was going to come to an end. There was a couple of events in the world that made it, uh, people thought, okay, you know, we learned our lessons with the Holocaust, so it's over. Anti Semitism is over. But really, what happened is it it was swept under the carpet and it morphed into a new anti-semitism, which is again morphing into end times anti-semitism. There's a really uh, an increase in the last... Uh, I've been studying for the last 20 years and teaching it for the last 20 years on the topic, but even in the last five years, it's, it's, it's really getting really, really bad all over the world. And it used to be localized to Europe, yeah. you know, the anti-semitism at the time of the Holocaust, uh, like, you know, like a, a localized cancer, but now with the internet, with the social network, and with uh, satellite TV, it is, it's a cancer that has metastasized to the entire planet. A Jew is
0: not safe anywhere in the world now. Yeah. In fact, when I look back at some of the history of the Jewish people, just in the 1900s, for example, and you look right after World War II, there was still a lot of anti-Semitism in the United States. And Americans have a hard time believing that. It was there and it is there. I, I think it's increasing in universities. So when I look at it, and I see some of the things that have developed lately. I read... An article recently, I don't know uh, the depth of the scope of it yet, it's with, in France, uh, a part of the tax office being set up specifically to target Jews and Jews only for tax evasion. And I, again, I don't know all of the scope of it, but it reads like something you would read about that was taking place in the days of Nazi Germany, as is increasing? What you see it like back in the 1930s and 40s? We,
1: we are definitely, I, I would say even before that, what no, well, we have to be careful with is that, that the tax office that's being set and then the, the tax laws are being written as we speak, we don't know a whole lot about yeah. them. And because there's already noise about it, they might even try to hide them even more okay. uh, and, and not make it sound like it's just targeted against Jewish people. So it's still in its infancy, and we, we have to wait a little bit to see exactly what's going to happen. But even before that, Uh, In Europe, we have been looking at uh, a situation like the 30s and the 40s for the Jewish people, I would say probably since uh, the date that that comes to my mind is 2012, when uh, there was a a young Jewish man who worked for a phone company, uh, a little phone store that was tortured and that was uh, eventually killed. Uh, His name was Ilan Alimi. uh, And in 2012, that's when the French Jewish community said, we're done. France is no longer safe for us. They're killing Jews again. And of course, since then, there's been other uh, other cases where they're killing Jewish people. We're not talking about bombs in Israel where they kill whoever's there. They're targeting Jewish people to kill them. And uh, and this law, if it turns out to be a law and a tax law against Jewish people, it's going to start looking more and more like the boycott prior to, uh, you know, like uh, prior to Kristallnacht and uh, all those things where you want to ostracize the Jewish community, something that my father and my grandfather... Uh, and my whole family lived uh, through in France. I have stories like this, I remember, of, of things that you have to bring. You have to bring your radio, you have to bring your bicycle, you know, try to isolate the Jews. We're talking about Second World War. We could be seeing
0: more of that happening as they're trying to separate the Jews from the rest of the, of the population. Yeah. So you have personal understanding of it because of the Holocaust and because of family. Um, you had mentioned earlier to me about the Charlie Hebdo attack right? And, and that was very real to your own family, yes. your own mother, is that right?
1: Yes, well what, what happened is my mother is still alive today, she's 90 years old, she just turned 92 weeks ago, she lives in France, uh, until recently she lived in the house where she grew up. She just put into a home uh, about six months ago but until recently she lived in the same house. She, when she was 15, the Gestapo came to her house, knocked on the door and asked her, her mother for uh, her dad to go with them and she was 15 at the time her dad was not a legal he was jewish but not legally in france so they took all the illegal jews at the early uh, early onset of the war so she saw her dad taken by the gestapo when he died in auschwitz and she was 15. she went to haydn south of france and she stayed there for two years and she survived the war escaped the holocaust came back and lived in that same house now fast forward 75 years um Two, uh, uh, January 9th, 2015, the uh, two days after the Charlie Hebdo attack, uh, there's been three days of a terrorist attack in France, the worst in the whole history of France. And there's this man going into a kosher supermarket, taking hostages, ending to, you know, he ends with uh, killing four Jewish people on a Friday afternoon when the shop for Shabbat. Um, my niece was in the store she was shopping for you know that store is right on the edge of paris where in the small town where i used to live where that, my house is my niece was in the store 15 minutes before the man came in with a little boy shopping for shabbat she goes home she turns the tv and she sees this i watch on the computer in seattle because i i, mm-hmm. I watch all that you know write articles on it so i watch and I'm going, i know this place this is where i live i call my mother and my my mother's on the phone and i said stay put clo- look the- lock the door Well, we will take care of you when it's all over and my mother starts crying 85 year old woman Jewish woman. She starts crying She goes Olivier are they coming back for us?
0: Didn't know what to say. Yeah, so I look at that I hear these things and hearing it from someone who's Jewish and your own family And then I read another article that said in Germany uh, Some one of the officials in Germany said it's not safe for Jews to travel alone anymore And I'm looking at these things happening and these things increasing. And, Olivia, it really seems to me that, again, you mentioned it's global this time. It's not just localized to Europe. But I'm watching it. It's very concerning. However, I I look at my Bible, and I know that God tells us that during the latter years, the last days, He will call His people back from the four corners of the earth. Mm -hmm. And when I look at that, is God using these bad things to do something good, to bring his people back home? Because that's what it appears is happening.
1: It appears that way and uh, and the reason why I I, I I wrote this book, End Times Antisemitism, uh I you know, we were in the in since the mid sixties until like today we're still in this new anti-semitism but i saw a shift in the kind of anti-semitism and i realized things are happening that i talked about i've been a believer for 35 years and i've been talking about oh you know one day the jews are going to go back to the land in unbelief first and they're going to become believers in the land in large numbers that's going to be so cool they're going to go back and they're going to become believers we're there They're doing it. The Jews are going back from France, from England, from Belgium, from Germany. All those Western European countries, the countries where they 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 were not uh, uh, at risk. You know, Soviet Jews. They opened the doors. They all left. Okay, in Western Europe, it's the opposite effect. I think the doors are going to close soon, so they're leaving before the doors are closing on the Jews. Well,
0: so you do you believe then that the actual the ability to migrate from Europe as a Jewish person to Israel will, those doors will close again because that happened during World War two look
1: at look at the, this law that's being written the, the tax law we don't know enough about it we don't want to speculate but if more things like this happen eventually uh, uh, it's going to be becoming increasingly difficult for Jewish people to leave that's and we, we we do know also that uh, you know unfortunately there is this scripture in, in uh, uh, Zechariah 39 about the two-thirds of the Jews in the land will will uh, will uh you know be decimated and one third will be refined as silver and gold so we know that there is an, uh, another quote unquote holocaust coming uh, but um uh, n- nevertheless the jewish people are going back to the land from countries where they never felt at risk my family never wanted to go back so we're fine in France. We have assets. We have history. We have roots. Now I've got my sister who's got three kids. They all have their papers ready for Aliyah. They haven't left yet, but they have made their file. They they did all the paperwork. They paid the you know the, the fees and they're ready to go. Yeah. As a drop of that. Another big terrorist attack, they're
0: gone. Yeah, and and I the terrorist attacks are gonna come. They're well, gonna they come in the United yeah. States. Still there's a lot of Jews that are doing extremely well in the United States. And, and in France. And, and and yeah, well still in Europe in various yeah, yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. But these things are increasing. And you had mentioned uh, two-thirds of the Jews being decimated in the land in the last days, one-third being refined. I was talking with a Jewish friend in Israel on one of my trips over the past year. And he said what really bothers him with prophecy teachers and some Christians is that they will almost talk about these things with a with a little bit of twinkle in their eye and he said yeah and he said you know what that's very hurtful he's a messianic jew he goes how does that make me feel because these are my people and he goes you know he goes i don't appreciate it when it's brought up that way because what you're seeing in the bible is not pleasant and it isn't and uh, that's heart-wrenching too i I can only imagine when you hear taught with glee like these things are happening yeah but you know what there's a catch to that
1: scripture and that's, that's something that I, I think uh, we need to talk about for a second here. Uh, Zechariah 39 talks about two-thirds and one-third. If you look at today's numbers, 50, let's, let's run it up to 15 million Jews in the world. So if it happened today, it's 10 million Jews and 5 million Jews, right? That's two-thirds and one-third. But God didn't give a number. When he wants to give numbers in the Bible, he's very precise. He's, okay, yes, he the is. forty days and twelve tribes and one hundred forty-four thousand—we have seven numbers. Years. Seven so, years. Yeah. We've got all kinds of numbers. Yeah. When he wants numbers, you know, the, the the fifth year of the reign of this king, we've get numbers. When he doesn't want to give us a number, there must be a reason. And in that tr- scripture, he gives us a percentage. So, I don't know about you, but I believe the rapture will take place before the tribulation. I think you believe that too. Yes, okay? I do. So, if we get Jewish people saved, they will join us in the rapture. Correct. So that number could be anywhere between 15 million, which is 10 and 5, or three people, two and one. That's still two and one. That's two thirds, one third. The magic number of Jewish people is somewhere in there. And the more vocal, the more, the bold, the bolder we are against sharing, uh, about sharing Yeshua, the, uh, Jesus, the Messiah with my Jewish people, the number will decrease. There's the same percentage, but we can make the number smaller if we are bold about the gospel.
0: Amen. Let me ask you this Do you see a uh, uh, is the door seem to be more uh, open to Jewish people wanting to hear about Yeshua or is I mean it's, that's a tough that's door being tough. open what do you mean by that is, are there do you see more people coming to coming to faith in Yeshua more Jewish, Jewish people, people uh, recently we've se- there there is a a, a a search for spirituality within
1: uh, the Jewish community globally okay uh, Jewish people are we are very very odd people okay we are just like you just more so <laughs> <laughs> We're, we, we are, it takes a lot of a lot of sharing the gospel with Jewish people many times to get them uh, to, to to believe. But there is a a sense of lost hope in the Jewish community, and uh, we've seen Jewish people. We have in our ministry. We've done some new things with the social networks and or books that we send to people uh, with about Isaiah fifty three, for instance. Uh, uh, we've seen Jewish people. Listen and be interested because of this fear of anti-Semitism and in this this uh, hopelessness about you know I don't even know if there is a Messiah if there will be a Messiah I don't believe in a Messianic age uh, we have so much to look forward to so uh, and I think it might even increase where people will be so desperate you know at times of desperation you listen yeah. my dad listened to me on his deathbed yeah. and he came to the Lord on yeah. his deathbed and we fought for
0: 28 years about yeah. that so. When things are taken away, bank accounts and health and other things, people listen. Listen, there's all all the time we have for part one of our program today. It's been wonderful having you as a guest here. Uh, again, we have your book, Anti-Semitism, Olivier, people can get this book at newantisemitism.com. Correct. Is that correct? Correct, yes. So newantisemitism.com. Fantastic book. Listen, in part two, we're going to be talking about uh, Christianity and some of the baggage that comes. And how can a person reach a a Jewish person, because I've met a lot of Jewish people, I have Jewish friends, and sometimes they just don't want to hear anything I have to say. They'll be a friend, but they don't want to talk to me about about Jesus. So we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about some of the baggage, we're going to talk about a lot of other things in part two. All right. God bless you. See you next time. Thank you.